this is Elise Ackerman Castleberry. Did you know that Delta County is updating its land use regulations? I hope you are aware of this. We have been working towards this land use update for almost two years, starting with the update to our master plan that was finished in 2018. Are you asking yourself what on earth land use regulations are? Are you wondering how this update might impact you? Then you are in the right place. Over the next several months, Delta County is inviting you to join us as we learn about land use regulations and how they impact our lives. Understand how land use regulations impact economic growth. Learn more about the relationship between land use and private property rights and explore different land use tools that might be a good fit for Delta County. So what are land use regulations? This podcast, along with a series of community forums that Delta County has planned, are designed to help us all gain a better understanding of land use. What is subdivision and how does it work? What are incentives and how can they be used to implement our long-term vision and goals for Delta County? What about zoning? How could we use zoning to solve some of our land use related challenges? What about my private property rights? Can land use regulations protect my private property rights? These are the questions that we are going to be exploring over the next few months, and we invite you to join us and learn about the tools that Delta County will be looking at as part of the land use update. To stay informed about the update process and to get notifications about meetings and input opportunities, you can sign up for email notifications at deltacountyplan.com. Finally, what is the vision that we are trying to achieve? In the 2018 Master Plan update, we identified that our vision for Delta County is that Delta County promote prosperity for present and future generations through stewardship of the county's resources and thoughtful, predictable land use regulations that the county wants to foster a culture that upholds the values of community, quality of life, and respectful neighborly communication. And we believe that updated land use regulations that are clear and predictable will help us achieve this vision. With that, I wanna kick off the first ever Delta County podcast episode. All right, I'm going to start off with introductions. So this is the county's first podcast, and today we are talking about really the difference between uh, master plans and land use regulations and why we need to update our land use regulations in Delta County. Participating in this podcast today is Lucinda Stanley, Don Supis, and Jay Stukesbury to help participate in this conversation. So I'm going to ask each of you a couple questions, and if anybody has an answer that they also want to share, please jump in. Mm -hmm. So the first question I've got is really helping us understand the difference between a master plan and regulations. What's the difference between these two different planning tools that we use? Who wants to take a stab at that? I'll, I'll take a stab at that. The, the master plan is a kind of a look into the future. It is not meant to be necessarily a roadmap. It is just kind of a vision. You know, the roadmap is is the regulate, regulatory processes that guide you where you need to be. But the, the master plan is just that vision into the future, that snapshot. And, you know, the statutes say that this is a living document. 
and that this document is to be updated and changed because a community's vision into the future is constantly changing and constantly moving. So it's it's more of a uh, a guidance tool, not necessarily a requirement, shall we say. And so what would the difference then with regulations are really more about um, identifying specifics that will be implemented property by property, community by community, um, and consistently as opposed to, so it's about the here and the now, whereas the master plan's about what's next. Right. And it seemed to be taking more of a proactive approach to those types of situations. And I think the regulatory side would be a little more on the reactive side, right? Yeah. Well, it also allows the developer or the whoever's building on that property to have better idea of what the cost is going to be involved, uh, what the requirements are, so there are no surprises. Great. And the regulations can be used as that force that pushes you to that vision. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something that's taking you away from the vision, you regulate to avoid that and put you back towards the vision that you're heading to. Great. All right, here's my next question. And I'm gonna direct this one to you, Don. Why do you think it's time to update the county's land use regulations? Is there a particular conversation or issue that has come up that has helped you come to the conclusion that it's time? You know, there have been multiple conversations. Um, one of the one of the things that I'm a firm believer in is that, you know, this country, one of the reasons this country is great is because we operate under the rule of law, not the rule of man. And we have moved towards a specific development process that allows neighbors to dictate based upon their feelings rather than a rule of law. We need a concise set of land use codes that are easily understood by everybody and are able to be followed by everybody. And we have to be able to do this in a manner that allows Delta County to grow, but yet maintains the character that we currently have. So I've had multiple conversations with, I mean, probably literally hundreds of people regarding the way land use is done in Delta County. And we, we have to fix this. We have to find a way to make this an, an easier process. I totally agree with that. And, you know, the coming from other areas, Las Vegas, Dallas, Denver, uh, we're so, so restrictive in the regulations. What I'm really looking forward to with Delta County is having regulations that are simple. They're not complex. They're not putting so much strict restriction on the property owners, but yet allowing people to be able to work together, live together, uh, be side to side, uh, side to side in parcels so that they they work together as far as being able to not interfere with each other's lives. And I know that's where a lot of the problems originate are from the problems of the neighbors, not liking what the other neighbors are doing, Um, developments coming in that I do for commercial. We need to know what is allowed because the developers uh, is all about time, energy, and money. And if we're not giving them that roadmap, they're not going to come here and spend a lot of money to get shot down after spending all that time and money. I guess um, one thing that I have a question about to kind of put it back onto you guys then 
you're saying things I definitely like to hear too. Um, rule of laws, I think, is mm -hmm. a very important thing in terms of making sure that everybody mm -hmm. knows uh, what to expect. Yeah. Um, and then also you'd re reference it not being uh, too restrictive on the regulatory side of things. Um, what type of thinking is going into how private property rights are being maintained and how uh, uh, property owners have a better sense of comfort with these sorts of changes that are on their way. So can I jump in on that question really quick? So I, one of the things I hope to accomplish through this podcast is to really address some of what I'm going to call myths about land use mm -hmm. in Delta County. And I think you just brought up really a key issue that I don't think we have a clear understanding on across the county about private property rights in Delta County. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a lot of perceptions about what you can and cannot do in Delta County. And a lot of people do understand, but a lot of people do not. I think that because we have a limited regulatory environment today, people believe that means we have no regulations and that because we then in their perception have no regulations, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. And the misperception is that our limited regulations means no regulation and that my private property rights then means that I can do anything I want. I would argue that the reality is that because of our current system with specific development, we all actually have very limited private property rights today. The only thing that those of us that live in unincorporated, count, unincorporated Delta County can do is we can build residential homes, we can run agricultural operations with the exception of a couple of specific things, we can have home businesses that meet the county's home business definitions, and we can have cottage industry businesses. Those are bigger than home businesses, but, but have limitations on how many square feet you can have, how many employees you can have, how many those kinds of, of limitations. Anything else that you want to do, you have to get a approval. You have to go through a process. You have to ask permission to do it. And that was what Commissioner Supis was alluding to earlier, where then your neighbors, if they don't like that, they can help make sure you don't get to do that. And we want to get to a process where any neighbor can work with any neighbor and you know what can or cannot happen next door to you so that we actually gain a stronger foundation on private property rights by knowing what we can do and knowing what our neighbors can do. Because today it's an unknown for most of us. You know, back to Jay's point with with private property rights. Um, one of the things that's made Delta County great is that freedom with property that we've had for God knows how many years now. You know, you look at Delta County and home-based business, cottage businesses per capita. I bet we are ranked top, one of the top in the state with home-based businesses or per capita businesses here in this county because of the freedoms that have been allowed. You know, had we had some specific type of zoning 30 years ago, would we be in this spot? I seriously doubt it. But with that same property right discussion comes the issue of protecting those that already have created what they have. You know, we have to find a way in these land use codes to protect the businesses that are here, to protect those cottage industries that are here, to protect the ag that is here. And I mean, that is a private property right in itself is to be able to have that protection to know that you're going to get to continue to do what you are doing. In addition to that is to be able to add more growth and allow more growth 
in a very systematic way that works and protects the personal rights. So, Jay, I want to ask you the next question. I think it actually builds off of the question you just gave to us. So I asked you to join this conversation today because you are a member of our local Libertarian Party, a group of individuals that believe very strongly in private property rights, as you've already brought up. And as Commissioner Supis has indicated, a key issue at the heart of this whole process. One of the things I hope that these podcasts and the other community outreach education and forums that we have planned um, will accomplish is to help shatter some of the stereotypes and some of the misperceptions that we all have out there and help identify where we have common ground so we can work from that. So with that, I'm going to ask you to answer um, this question. Do you think that Delta County's land use regulations need to be updated? And does one's right to enjoy the maximum benefit of their property come into conflict with updating and creating land use regulations? Mm, putting me on the spot. I am. Huh? <laughs> um, so to be perfectly honest with you, um, I don't know if I'm as well informed enough about whether we need the updating or not from the county perspective. Um, but I will say this, that if, if uh, for a couple of things, if um, first and foremost is what Don had alluded to, if existing property owners can go through this process with the reassurance that they are going to be able to maintain their way of life without any sort of interference from the process, and if anything, it enshrines those property rights more so, I think you'll see that that uh, will be acceptable from, from any perspective. Um, and I think a case can also be made, too, to a lot of um, folks who kind of share my, my viewpoints would be that, uh, is this something that also streamlines the uh, way government functions as well too. Can a case be made that this is something that actually makes uh, local government more efficient and a better uh, better using taxpayer dollars in terms of streamlining processes, things of that nature? And building onto that point, Delta County has lost numerous businesses, numerous development opportunities in the last five to ten years because our processes are so much tougher than even Montrose County. A business can move into Montrose County with a lot less time and a lot less effort than they can into Delta County because of our current specific development regulations. And that is one of the key parts of, of this change is to make sure that business is friendly and that we are able to allow people to move in here. Like mm -hmm. Lucinda said, we need to have a vibrant economy. And the way you have a vibrant economy is you allow people to make money here. You allow people to bring money in from outside into our community and recirculate it into our community. Um, switching focus a little bit. So Lucinda, you alluded to this a little bit earlier. You work with a lot of our businesses and commercial properties around the county. Mm -hmm. How do you see the vision of the master plan, which states that we want to support prosperity and create opportunities for investment being achieved through this land use regulation update? And do you have any examples or stories that you've heard from existing or potential businesses mm -hmm. in your work around the county? Well, I have, in fact, too, just recently, uh, one is an industrial use, and they're looking at the county. One of it is, you know, is the infrastructure there and, you know, the water and the sewer. And not having it zoned makes it very scary for them because they don't know what the process is going to be. 
uh, it, like you said, it is very cumbersome. Uh, the other one is one of my owners that once I sell her building, she was looking at um, Hotchkiss, Crawford, uh, Cedar Edge. She's in the town of, of Delta. And up further, it's a little bit nicer. She has the trees. She just wants more privacy, but yet she wants to be close in enough. But she'll need a ten to 15,000 square foot industrial building, and she wants to be able to live there. So without having any guidelines in place already, it's hard for me to advise to her where she can and cannot go. Great. So I want to just bring up one last thing. Um, we talked a little bit about private property rights. And we've talked a lot about business and commercial development. Um, we do have a lot of residential and rural residential development that has happened in this county over the last several decades. And mm -hmm. what we have seen for the last couple of years is a lot of people moving to Delta County, mm -hmm. um, coming from the Front Range and yeah. elsewhere. Um, we've seen address and access applications, which is our best indicator of growth um, here in the county since mm -hmm. we don't have building permits. That's where we can kind of track potential new development that's happening. And we've seen a, a spike happen in, in those requests over the last several years. Um, as more people move in here and as we get more residential development, more residential growth happening. And then for those residences that are out there already as well, we hear a lot from them about how, what about our rights? What about protecting our rights as the neighbor and that new thing going up across the street from us? Um, how do you see this process addressing that side of the issue as well? Controlling your neighbor's property has been a, uh, probably a story back to Cain and Abel. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we see it a lot. I, I've been involved in, in local government now for a long time, and and I can, can't tell you how many times, you know, I've had the person move here from California or the Front Range or someplace else, and they say, I just loved it so much here, and I hated it so much where I came mm -hmm. from. But now that I'm here, could you change this and this to the way it was where I moved from? Yes. Because I've decided that I wanted to uh, – I don't like the way my neighbor's pigs smell. I don't right. like the way my neighbor's cows beller at night. I don't like the way the chickens smell. So this this is going to be an issue that we take on forever. I don't know – I don't know how you solve this problem. I think we can possibly try to remedy it with land use codes. But, you know, as I've said many times, pretty much every ordinance ever adopted by a county or municipality started because two neighbors couldn't get along. Well, and I think another thing, too, going forward, um, as you guys are looking into um, zoning, which, of course, is a bad word for a lot of libertarians, uh, is... <laughs> understanding what goes into that specific zone as well, because I think a lot of the times um, that's not really brought in the conversation is uh, what sort of uh, conditional uses are available, what sort of use by rights are available within each of those zones as well. And I think it's, you know, if you're, if you're trying to strike a balance um, that you make sure that you're not, you know, painting yourself into a corner as well, because I've seen it go too far the opposite direction with, uh, I won't name the municipality, but uh, the uh, where it can actually become uh, a hindrance to any sort of incoming business that looks to a specific location, has a perfect location mm -hmm. in mind, and then they come to find out that uh, 
someone did the exact same business before in that exact same you know zone or location and did a bad job and so they made a rule about it and now they can't do it anymore so um it's really you guys have a, a tough balancing act to really to, to walk basically well, and i'm gonna take that intro about zoning to just state that this process this update of our land use regulations it's more than just talking about zoning, but we are going to talk about zoning and we're going to talk about whether or not that might be a better tool for us to address the issues that we've identified than specific development has been. There are other tools that we need to look at as well. There's incentives, there's development standards, just looking at our review processes and making them easier, more understandable for everybody involved is a key part of this conversation. Um, we've heard a lot of concern and fear from people that we're just going to go out and zone the county corner to corner industrial ag or corner to corner industrial period. And, and it, this isn't that simple of a conversation. It's a far more complex conversation. Mm -hmm. We need to figure out how to accommodate those more intensive kinds of uses and figure out how to minimize conflicts with neighbors, with other uses, but not to the uh, loss of what we value about being Delta County residents. Mm -hmm. And the anytime that you try to zone an area that has not been zoned before, it will look like a checkerboard. I've, I've said this for many years. Mm -hmm. And as we are looking at the GIS data coming in now, it is, there is no clear picture for zoning. So, you know, to say that uh, to say that this is going to be a simple process is definitely not the case. But I can I can assure you that uh, the process that we take in will be one that does protect people's rights, does protect what people have built, and you know gives you that freedom, that Delta County style freedom. Well, and it sounds like too. I mean, before I came here for this to this recording, you guys were already meeting about this, and this is an ongoing process, mm -hmm. like the master plan itself is pretty much set as far as the document is concerned, but a lot of the actual nuts and bolts of this is not, it's still going, right? You guys are still planning this. You guys are still talking about this. This is very much a living thing that the public still has input in too. We've started climbing the stairs, but we don't see the doorway yet. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't have any more questions, but I just want to see if any of you have anything else you want to add. And if not, say thank you very much for helping us with this conversation. We hope that these podcasts, our community forums, the information that we make available on our website, um, our visits around the county with the municipalities and all the civic organizations, we're going to be really reaching out as much as we can to talk to people, will really help establish that foundation of understanding about, one, what we're trying to do why we're doing it, and then ultimately some of the opportunities that we have in front of us and how can we make, whether it's a, a, a tool like zoning work for us or if it's another approach or another idea that comes up, how can we put that to use and solve some of the problems that we have? Again, thank you to Lucinda, Don, and Jay for participating in this first ever Delta County podcast. Our next podcast, we're going to explore the different tools that are in the land use toolbox and how land use can help us achieve our goals. We will be joined by planners from other communities for that conversation. 
We look forward to bring that second episode to you and hope that you enjoyed this. Remember, deltacountyplan.com is your best source for information. Please sign up for updates. We look forward to this continued conversation.